You're listening to another episode of Heatwave Radio's Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that uh, are no longer in theaters because they're classics, and now you have to go out of your way to find them. So, as we announced on our last episode, we're going to be talking about two movies today. Uh, the first of these is um, a movie that I'm pretty sure we even say it several times. Uh Go in as blind as you can. Uh, you should see this movie knowing as little as possible. And in in that, um, in the spirit of that, we are going to spoil as little as possible for the movie Barbarian. Uh, after that, we got to talk about the the new hotness, the big movie that's on everybody's minds, or at least was a couple of weeks ago. Now, um, don't worry, darling. Uh, featuring Harry Styles. It's one of two Harry Styles movies this year. Um, that is the new Olivia Wilde movie, her second after Booksmart, and uh, that's going to be at the end of the show. So that uh, that we did our we did it that way so that we would not have to care quite as much about spoilers. I think it's still spoiler light, but it's you know spoiler light the way most of our stuff is. It. It's, it, we, we get a little bit into spoilers. It's not too bad, though. Anyway, uh, before you hear Don't Worry Darling, before you hear us talk about Don't Worry Darling, you'll hear just a little bit from that movie. But uh, since we're not there yet, since now we're first going to talk about Barbarian, here's a little snippet from Justin Long's new movie. Listen, AJ, I gotta tell you, there's no new money coming in. I can sell the Michigan property. Some of those make money, right? You're gonna have to make some tough choices. Yeah, Bonnie, it's AJ. I'm in Detroit, and I'm here to do some liquidating. Is someone staying here at the moment? I don't think so. Well, someone's here. There's a suitcase and clothes. Do I have squatters? Have a nice day. Hello? Somebody here? Welcome back to another episode of Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out usually, but I think by the time we talk about, by the time that people are going to hear this episode, I'm relatively certain both of the movies we're going to talk about today are going to be out of theaters. I can't yeah. swear to that, but Barbarian, which is the first movie we're going to talk about, is no longer in theaters where I am, and I'm in Toronto. So. Oh, oh, I'm really happy I caught it then. Yeah, I just, uh, I saw Barbarian two nights ago. I think nice. okay. off of a whim, like I had never heard of the movie. Um, but me and my, me and my friend were just like, wanted to watch a movie and, uh, that was the only thing we both hadn't seen. So it had good okay, reviews. I, I yeah. I, so I swear I'm not saying this to, uh, to brag more about TIFF, but one thing I didn't get to, uh, one thing I didn't mention in my TIFF episode is, uh, I actually met another podcaster, um, one of the hosts of the Bloody Broads, uh, who I will link to in the show notes. 
Um, I met her at Triangle of Sadness and um, we got, we got to talk a little bit before and then after Triangle of Sadness. Mm. And she was like, have you seen Barbarian? And I was like, no, I haven't. And she said, immediately go see it. Like as soon as you can (laughs) go see it, you have to see it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Go in blind. And I'm really glad. And like, I saw it mostly on her recommendation and I'm really glad I did because I loved this movie. Yeah, I, I did too. It's a, it's such a, I I can't believe I'd never heard of it because it's probably one of the most interesting movies I've seen. Um, I mean, horror movies that I've seen, like, I I feel like I've seen so many horror movies now that I'm never really surprised. This movie surprised me a lot. Yeah. Um, this movie kept me on the edge a lot. Um, and, uh, it, and it felt so, uh, subtle with everything. Like it, it doesn't really have, I mean, the, Bill Skarsgård is kind of a star, and he's in it for, uh, you know, he's uh, I, I think he's, he's in it for a while. Second build, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, and uh, I think he, I, I think I read somewhere he might have produced the movie too, partly. Um, yeah, he's he's by far the biggest star in this, but I don't even think he's a huge name other than like being Pennywise. But you know, like I don't know I, if I would have recognized him if I was a, a general audience member. If that makes sense, he's like. He's one of those guys who, I mean, I obviously, I, I know Bill Skarsgård, obviously, but I think he's, he strikes me as one of those guys that if I was a, if I was a more casual moviegoer, I would still recognize his face, but I wouldn't necessarily be able to put a name to it. Yeah. Because he's got, he's got such distinctive roles. He's done a lot of stuff in TV and a lot of stuff in horror movies where he'll like, play a very memorable character mm-hmm. but it'll usually be usually be like a bit part or a part like pennywise where like yes it's bill skarsgård and like it's not a secret that it's bill skarsgård but he sort of sinks into the role of pennywise and when i think of it i think of pennywise not of bill skarsgård yeah he's a very um i don't want to say he's a very character actor i I don't know like Mm -hmm. i i think i've like i'm looking through his filmography i've seen him in so many things he was in it i mean he was in deadpool (laughs) deadpool 2 i loved him in deadpool 2 uh the devil all the time we saw that he was in eternals like as a voice but i didn't know that oh that's weird uh and john wick like oh i don't know if i saw this oh no this is next year never mind he was one of the main bad guys in Eternals. Yeah. I mean, he was he was the as far as it had a main bad guy, I guess he was the main bad guy, but Eternals is kind of weird in that its main villain isn't really a presence. Yeah. Unfortunately for Bill Skarsgård. I'm surprised they didn't advertise that at all. Honestly, I mean, Yeah. Cuz he he's still like a lot, decently more famous than quite a bit of the cast, if not like basically all of them, now that I think about it. Um mm. But yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, he's in this movie. Uh, I don't know who the main actress is. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Georgina, Georgina Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, I've never seen her in anything. Um, but she was um, great in this. It oh, looks like she's, she's in the Black Mirror episode. That's... It looks like she was in a lot of uh, TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and they make... Uh, I mean, they, they, they're together... Um, for a lot of the movie and they make it they made like a really great pairing they had good chemistry um but obviously like 
sorry, we're not trying. We're trying not to give too much away. So I'm talking very vaguely. I think uh, like just to sort of just to recap what's in the trailer. Um, Georgina Campbell arrives at a house that she's uh, rented as an Airbnb, and Bill Skarsgård is already there. So like the house got double booked somehow, and that's like the outset for the movie. But like. I'll say what I was expecting this movie to be. I was expecting this to be like Bill Skarsgård is a weird, creepy killer. And like he somehow he either broke into the house and is like pretending to have uh, rented the house, um, but is secretly a bad guy or, you know, um, some some other nefarious thing. But like it was not that it wasn't even close to that. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I thought I like I I was watching the movie and I felt really smart about myself um, until like it's very patient with it too like until like mm-hmm. you know when once when the I think the first act ends and it starts to get weird um you you really get caught caught off guard and I think that's what really made this movie good is that the more you get into the longer this movie goes on the more I think it actually improves on what was set up before it's it's weird yeah. it's like it gets better and then it also makes the starting better as well. Even though the starting was already great, giving it more context makes it so much better. Um, yeah. Which is, this is a, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it makes it great for, I think a rewatch. Like I could rewatch. I mean, I don't want to rewatch this movie because it was, <laughs> I was really scared, but I, I, I would, I could recommend to rewatch this to someone because like, I feel like there's a lot you, you could notice if you were um, brought in with the, new sense of perspective that mm-hmm. the end of the movie would offer, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. I think what this movie does really, really well is just building up to its big moments. Like some horror movies, I'm, I'm not going to throw any specific horror movie under the bus here, but like some horror movies, you know, well, a big, a big complaint about a lot of horror movies is jump scares. And like, they just sort of like have these big moments that don't actually mean anything. They're just there to get shock. And like, Barbarian has like scares and stuff, but it works as well as it does because like it'll spend half an hour just establishing the scene so that when it subverts that or like when it subverts what you think is going to come next, it hits even harder. Yeah. And it's not like, I I don't want to say I like, it took a while to get for the plot to get moving, but I was never bored because of just, there's it's it plays a lot of mind games with you at the start and you're really trying to figure out what's actually going on because the mm-hmm. premise feels too obvious to be true if that makes sense yeah but then they they were so smart because they cast bill skarsgård and you are consistently guessing against yourself because he's a he's a nice guy but he's very creepy or he acts kind of creepy and he also I don't want to be mean, but he looks like Bill Skarsgård. He's not a bad, I'm not saying this, he's a bad looking guy, but he played Pennywise, you know? So there's yeah. like this, they kind of, it was like a meta casting where they, they knew what they were doing when they cast him. And you're really not sure whether you can trust him or not. And throughout the, that really keeps you going throughout the first act. Um, and that's why like, I, it, it's a masterfully done first act. Um, it's beautifully yeah. shot and like, it's just dripping in tension. Yeah, I think, like, the biggest reason... Yeah, well, I mean, you already basically said it, but I agree. 
um, the biggest reason that Bill Skarsgård's character comes across as creepy is because every bone in your body is telling you that he's creepy. He actually isn't though. Like he's just fine. He's his character is not that much deeper um, in a bad way than he initially appears, which is, I don't know, maybe that's too much of a spoiler already, but like that it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It plays uh, with your expectations in a really smart way. Yeah. And uh, I, I also like, Another thing I loved about this movie is that it's very tonal. I mean, we've I've complained about movies that aren't tonally consistent, but this movie does a really good job of playing with juggling so many different tones. Like the first, I want to say the first like first act is definitely all like kind of thriller, psychological, um, and then the second and third acts are kind of it's a mix between straight up horror. Almost like uh, I don't, I don't know what what's like gore is gore a, a genre or a tone that makes sense like I mean I know what you're saying right yeah so like gore and then you get but you have some insanely funny beats in there too um, and you have some like very almost heartfelt moments if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought it did a great job of all those and like and yeah it's it's just crazy that. Uh, going into this movie, it offers so much that you weren't expecting. And it's really the complete package. Like, um, and that's why it's, it's definitely one of the best horror movies I think I've ever seen, or at least in like the past best, one of the best modern horror movies that we've had seen in a while. For sure. And like, I don't know how to say this without spoiling it. So I'm going to keep it very vague. Um, in terms of the themes, which is what I don't want to spoil this movie. Uh, handles the same themes as the latest movie by Alex Garland, who did Annihilation and um, Ex Machina, but it does them way, 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 way better, which is kind of shocking. Not in, it's not actually that shocking when you compare the movies, but like this movie came out of nowhere and I would describe it as like better in what it's trying to do than an Alex Garland movie who is the opposite of coming out of nowhere, like highly anticipated. Everyone <laughs> wanted to see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And they, I, apparently this director was like a YouTuber or something. What is this? He's in He's a comedy. Like the whitest kids, you know, <laughs> like, that's interesting. Cause I think, I don't know. Okay. So he's, he's, uh, he's directed a movie before a couple movies before. Um, but not for a while. And this this was like, this was great. This was, I think, I'd be really interested to see what this guy does in the future because he uh, made a really good movie out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, and he made it, like, look at the budget, $4 million. I mean, it makes sense. Like, watching the movie, it, like, I can totally understand why it was that cheap. Not yeah. in a bad way, but, like, it's really impressive. Oh, I mean, um, like, this movie doesn't have very much in it that looks expensive. Yeah. And, like, you know, again, not, a, not, not, not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a very minimalist movie. The, the only thing that I, like, looking back, I kind of still don't love was some of the characters do some really stupid things in the start of the movie to get the plot going. Um, but I kind of forgive it 
just because so much happens. It's weird. It's like so much happens later that like when you look back on it, you do see that the first act in a better light, even though there are some very convenient things that happen. Like they do some very stupid things that end up in those situations, if that makes sense. Any of the characters, anytime the characters in this movie do something very stupid, they have plausible deniability for why. Like they they have a real reason that explains why they did that stupid thing. That reason isn't always like a good reason, but it's always something that kind of makes sense. Like no one just like walks up to a door because it's there, opens it up and goes in. Like yeah. <laughs> the the reason that they go up to that door exists. Sometimes it's not a good reason, but it's there. Mm-hmm. The big one is one I don't want to say because again, it is way too much of a spoiler. But yeah, like, yeah, that that'd be the only kind of problem I have with it. Um, but yeah, and it's not like like I wouldn't say this is like an amazing like movie. Like you know, I definitely say there um there there other horror movies that I think go above and beyond. This was just like a very very solid movie with lots of twists you know i would say uh, i would highly recommend it to anyone that is looking for any type of movie i think it's the best movie out right now for sure i think this is this this is probably the second best horror movie i've seen this year but i would say that this is probably like the most pleasant surprise i've had this entire year like going to a movie didn't know what to expect and i walked out of this and it was like Definitely in my top 25 of the year. I don't mm. know if it's necessarily top 10, but like it's it's definitely up there. Mm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've said, or should we mention, I really want to mention him, the other guy. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like he's it's on fine. the poster, right? Yeah, Justin Long's in this. He was amazing. I love to see him. He was the funniest, one of the funniest characters I feel like I've ever seen in a horror movie at least. I think this is probably the best. I want to say this is the best use of Justin Long in a movie. Yeah, like for sure. this is the only movie I've seen that Justin Long was in, where I've seen Justin Long in, where I'm like, nobody else could have played this role the way Justin Long can. Yeah, he um, like he brings such a weird. It's weird because like I only really know him from Dodgeball. And, and, like, from the Apple ads or whatever. So, like, seeing this contrast in, like, who he usually plays, at least for me and what I've seen, was, like, hilarious. And he was, like, he brought so much, like, uh, he comes in, like, halfway through the movie, right? And he mm. brings so much levity that I feel like I really needed after the extremely tense first half. Like, it's, like, very tense and frustrating first half. It's... This movie looks like it's going in one very specific direction, and then Justin Long comes in and like completely, un- like completely changes the course of the movie. Yeah, changes the context of everything that came before too. It's yeah. incredible how much of a left turn this movie manages out yeah. of nowhere. It's amazing, and uh, I, I was really happy they brought him in. Not, not. I'm not saying like the first half of the movie was bad or anything. It's just he he came in at just the perfect time when it was very tense, and he just kind of helps the audience loosen up a bit before going into the third act, where 
it gets tense yeah. again. But you know, I mean, I think you'll agree. Justin Long, even though Justin Long isn't in the first half, his presence in the second half elevates the first half of the movie to even better than it already was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's yeah. I I definitely recommend this movie. Watch what it. Oh, don't, yeah, sorry, don't, go ahead. don't watch the trailer though. Even like the trailer doesn't even spoil that much. But if you can watch it with as little as possible, it's great. Yeah, I I commend the trailer for not spoiling anything. And yeah, like, still, good. you know, if you can go and see this movie based on literally nothing except our glowing review, go and watch it. Yeah. Um, would I'd, you, uh, I'd give what it would like you give an this eight. One? Yeah, I give it a strong eight. Like. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd qualify that eight as very strong. It's really good. That's good to hear. I think it's possible. It I won't I won't guarantee it, but it's definitely possible that this movie shows up again on my best of the year list at the end. I agree with that statement. I I hope it's there too. Unless we have a crazy like October and November, it's going to be wild. And like we might, although a lot of the big highly anticipated movies are like. Coming under Rotten Tomatoes with 20%, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's talk about a hotly anticipated movie. How about? Wow, yeah. What movie could that be, Jeff? Uh, don't Worry, Darling. Wow. All of you wives. We men, we ask a lot. We ask for strength. <laughs> Food at home, a house clean, and discretion above all else. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I've never heard of this movie before. It's it's crazy. Have you actually I, not? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like literally the opposite of Barbarian. It's like I knew too much about this movie going. I, I knew like like the whole thing before I went into it. So, um, yeah, I... Don't worry, darling. I I guess if we're going to go over quickly, this is the movie starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, who uh, and it's had an infamous press tour, um, an infamous back drama. And I would love to see like the documentary behind the movie, similar to like, like get some Apocalypse Now vibes going in here. Um, I think um, <clears throat> I saw a tweet somewhere that... Uh, I don't know if you know this. Ryan Murphy has a has a show on Netflix called Feud, and um, they're just ge- gearing up for season two. But season one was all about I don't remember who it was. The premise of the show is it's like very famous Hollywood drama, but like dramatized. So the first one was like two actresses that um, that were both in I believe they were both in the movie Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and like they famously had a lot of behind the scenes drama leading up to the Oscars. Um, anyway, they're just gearing up for season two, which I don't remember what that's about, what that's going to be about. I can't, um, but like someone is like, Hey, Hey, Ryan Murphy, here's season three. Don't worry, darling drama. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's been quite a ride. I, I was much, I was reading a lot of articles about the behind the scenes and stuff and trying to figure out what happened. Um, and it's unfortunate because I, you know, I, uh, I was really interested in seeing Olivia Wilde 
the career once. I saw Booksmart uh, recently, like a couple months ago, and I saw that. It was actually a really well done movie. And I was really interested to see where she would go next because um, it seemed like she was, uh, no, it, it's just, it was an interesting story having a, a, really, a, a relatively famous actor um, almost like, I haven't seen her in a, in a role, I feel like, for like a lot, like quite a few years. Um, at least a big role turn up and create like one of the best coming of age movies I've seen in a while, right? So um yeah, I was really interested to see what she would do next, and that was Don't Worry, Darling. Um, and I am less excited about her career now. Um, obviously, not not just because of the drama, which there's a lot. I don't know if we... I, we probably don't want to discuss it that much, right? Honestly, I think there's nothing new we could say about yeah. the drama. <laughs> and one thing that has really bothered me, this is the only thing I'll say about the drama. One thing that's really bothered me is when I've been reading reviews of this movie after I saw it, a lot of the positive reviews are like, people give this movie too much hate because of the drama. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you liked it, but no, people give this movie a lot of hate because it's not very good. Yeah. I I mean, Oh, I was just going to say the main thing I want is I don't want to give off the impression that we're that if we give this movie a bad review, it's because of the drama. I could not care. I could not possibly care less about the behind the scenes drama when it comes to reviewing this movie. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I do care about the behind the scenes drama. But when I was reviewing this movie, I did not have that in my mind. Um, yeah. I was like, I was actually kind of hoping I'd like it because Same. I was... Uh, I was, I was like, maybe, oh, maybe the drama is dragging this down. Oh, I went to it first day, and I never go to a movie hoping it'll be bad. I'm always yeah. hoping it's going <laughs> to be awesome. I don't want to pay $10 for a bad experience. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, getting into this movie, it's, uh, it's, a, it's based on a book, I believe. And Is it? No. I think so. I, I think she bought, like... Uh, she bought the or she bought the script and it was based off a book. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, it was ba- It was definitely based on a pre-existing script because the guy who wrote the script um, usually writes and directs asylum movies. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't that's... think it was a movie that was intended for the asylum at any point. Yeah, yeah. But like. It was, I remember just like running across that information at one point and I was like, wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I slightly missed the start, but from what I can tell, it's a movie about Florence Pugh who lives in like, I think it's a 1950s uh, town in the middle of the desert uh, with her husband, uh, Harry Styles. I can't remember. I think his name's Jack. Jack and Alice. Jack and Alice. And Harry Styles, Jack, is uh, working for Chris Pine, who is kind of like the mayor slash leader of the town. Uh, Frank. Frank. Chris Pine is Frank. And, uh, yeah. But Florence Pugh is noticing things are wrong, things are glitching out or don't seem entirely right, and uh, she doesn't like that. <laughs> I don't want to say. I feel like... I feel bad, but I just feel like I've seen this movie so many times now. The premise of this movie, and get this, is what if that idealistic, that idyllic 1950s suburban house, that suburban American life had a dark secret? Yeah, 
And it's like, I was originally, I, I didn't end up actually writing a review for this, but I was originally going to, and I was going to, and like the first sentence of my review was just going to be uh, like Edward Scissorhands, Suburbia, and the informant before it, as well as um, downsizing. Uh, I can't, I'm, and now I'm under pressure. I can't think I was of all of them. But there's like, was you, it the, was the Jim Carrey one, the, the Tracy? No. The Truman, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. I could that, like get out. I would say get, get out. out. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. When I was, if I were putting it into words <laughs> and had a little bit of time to think, I can come up with like ten or fifteen other movies that have done roughly this same idea. Yeah, not exactly the same, but very close. And well, like, and like to be fair, that didn't bother me when i saw that i thought the trailer looked really cool honestly um, i mean i'm always down to see a good uh, even an overused idea done well yeah but like i don't know it's got to really be done well yeah well that's the problem when you're watching the movie uh it really doesn't throw anything new at you it it because i i mean it might not be fair because like obviously from the trailer you knew something was going to go wrong that's the hook right or something is mm-hmm. off but it's just like it keeps pointing out that things are off and it's like we know things are off can we just get past this part and get into like the gritty stuff but it spends like i want to say a good 40 45 minutes of Florence Pugh noticing things are really wrong and no one cares but it's like the audience already knows where this is going, right? Like but there's like, no, there's nothing new. Yeah. But I think it's kind of interesting too that like, well, I don't know about interesting, but notable that like it's 45 minutes of her noticing things are wrong. But like, that's it. She's noticing things are wrong and we don't know what it looks like when things are right. So like, you know, yeah. they never establish a Pleasantville. That's the other one I was thinking of. Have you ever seen Pleasantville? No. Pleasantville is a movie from the, I think it's from like 2000. Uh, stars Tobey Maguire. And it's about Ooh. like these two kids who end up in a black and white Dick Van Dyke type show. Like they just end up inside the TV and now they're in this idyllic neighborhood. And for the first half an hour of the movie, it sets up why Pleasantville is really cool, why they should want to live there, why everything in Pleasantville is good, and it's just an awesome place to live. So that by the time we notice things going wrong, we know what it looks like when things are going right. Yeah. So like, you know, that's That's, important. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, and I never... (laughs) I don't say it was she was living this life. I never felt like it was perfect. Like it's, it looked really boring and really depressing if I'm going to be honest. And her and Harry, maybe if her and Harry Styles had more chemistry, uh, I could have bought into it more. They, they really didn't have any chemistry. I never bought any mm-hmm. of it. Um, whether you want to blame like the acting, I, I, I think like, I feel like a lot of people were, uh, were saying Harry Styles is a bad actor. I don't necessarily think he was terrible here. I think he did fine. I think the biggest problem is that he'd had no chemistry with Florence Pugh. And that was like mm-hmm. a big, that was a big part of what was supposed to make the movie work is that they're in this paradise together. 
that they do anything for each other. Mm-hmm. And we really don't get any of that. They just, we see them have sex a lot. <laughs> and yeah. like, and some very aggressive, like not, I say not aggressive, but they were, there were very long, blatant sexual scenes in this. And that's fine, but it didn't really like, we're meant, like it didn't add, like maybe if they had chemistry and then we saw good sex, like that would have added to it. But I saw bad chemistry and that they were just having sex. And it's just like, okay, what am I getting from this? Yeah, I feel like this movie, it get it goes really, it like speeds to the part where things are, uh, it, it speeds to like the big moments and completely forgets the small moments. Like, you know, I already said we never see what things look like when they, when Florence Pugh doesn't think things are off. Mm-hmm. Like the very first thing we, one of the, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, we see her friend, like, we see her friend, like, get got by the, um, by the victory police. And it's like, who is this person? We don't even know who she is yet. And we, yeah. all we know is that she's Florence Pugh's best friend because Florence Pugh has said, Kiki Lane, you are my best friend. Yeah. I, and that's it. I don't remember them ever hanging out or talking or having well, any chemistry. And on the note of not hanging out, talking, or having any chemistry, that's the problem with Harry Styles in this movie. And with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, we see them, again, within the first 10 minutes, they have a sex scene, which is great. We've got a big moment right there, but we don't get any of the small moments. We don't get to see like what their normal relationship is like. We get to see a lot of a lot of like big moments yeah. or like there's some scenes where there's a scene like where Florence Pugh wakes up and she doesn't know how she got in her bed and Harry Styles is there to calm her down, which is nice. But like there's a lot of extra context that's already happening there. That's So this is not showing us the normal part of the relationship. This is showing us a big moment, which yeah. like if there's only big moments they don't mean anything because there's nothing to compare them to. Yeah. And like every, every hint that it wasn't, everything wasn't okay. Just like, especially I think because I was, I was to be fair, I was, I feel bad because I was comparing it to get out a lot, but get out is so genius in terms of it makes you guess a lot. You know, you're really mm-hmm. not sure. Like, you know, something's wrong, right? Cause you know, it's a horror movie. Something's wrong. So that's not even the problem. It's just like, it'd be nice to not know what, who the bad guy is or what's wrong. From the start, we know Chris Pine's a bad guy. It's yeah. very obvious. He's played extremely, he's played like a cult leader from the very start. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no mystery there that it was him. And same with Harry Styles. Like, okay, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but. I mean, like. <laughs> Harry, Harry Styles, Styles is Harry a very Styles unsupportive directly... husband. I don't Yeah, I don't he know directly to... works for Chris Pine. He's probably in on it somehow. Exactly how is it clear? But like he's not a good guy, probably. Yeah. And he always like there's a lot of conflict there and he never supports her. What was great about Get Out is that he even though he has a girlfriend, we we don't even know if we can trust her. We want to trust her because they have good chemistry and she's like she seems to be on his side and she's cuz she yeah. says her family's weird and stuff. And we don't know until the last second whether she's evil or not. This, like, we knew everything was bad. And it was just really, like, there was no mystery here. And then the, the stuff that was a mystery and that we were kind of curious about, they 
they give away through like lazy exposition and it's all in like the last 20 minutes and it's just boring like it's so lazy and it's just weird how it's all set up and the payoff happens within the span of 10 minutes and then the movie just kind of ends and the payoff is really funny but it's not supposed to be yeah (laughs) it's like they're (laughs) There's some like really odd social commentary here, but it it's really not any. It's very it's very pretentious social commentary that I feel like if we doesn't want, really add anything to the movie. If we wanted to compare this still to Get Out, Get Out is brilliant in its social commentary because the social commentary is in every scene of the movie. It's not necessarily overt in any. It's only overt in like one or two scenes of the movie. But, like, as you're watching it, it's very clear what he's trying to do. And, like, the movie's never hiding it, but it's showing, but it's showing, like, it's never hiding it. And Get Out isn't specifically subtle, but it is, like, it's, it's, it is kind of subtle. Like, you, it's not a mystery what Get Out is about, but it's also fairly subtle in the presentation of it because it's just, like, the social commentary is built into the world in a way that they can portray that in every scene. And this movie could do that. The social commentary it's getting at is something that is pervasive enough that you could build it into every scene of the movie, but it's just delivered as exposition in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it's, it's like if get out ended right when um, I think his name's Chris, right? Right, uh, right when Daniel Kaluuya gets the expositional talk in the chair, yeah, and then he escapes, and then the movie cuts the black. That's basically yeah. that's basically this movie. Um, because yeah, especially like once they explain everything, you don't even deal with the fallout of it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, just nothing made any. It's like yeah, nothing made any sense, and it's almost like the movie saying like all this setup was pointless. Like it didn't really matter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's so weird how it threw it all. It's almost like they wanted a sequel or something. I really don't know what the sequel would be about. I, I mean, don't want to watch that sequel either. I'm not going to comment again. Again, I'm not going to comment on the drama, but based on how much drama there was for this movie, I really doubt a sequel could happen. Yeah, I really. Also, it's not a movie that it's not a movie that's interesting enough to get a sequel. Like, it has an yeah. open ending that could support a sequel, I guess. But, like, why would you ever want to see that? Yeah, it's it, it felt like... <laughs> I was talking to someone about... I can't remember who, but it's like... It's like the movie ended in a way that it wanted you to think... It's like an Inception moment where it's like, hey, I want you to think about this movie after it ends, you know? But the more you think about the movie, the less it makes any sense at all. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I was watching it the first time, I was kind of, like at least for the first like hour um, or like before the third act, I was like, okay, this is like pretty bad, but it's not terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it ends on such a weird note. And then you think back at it and you're like, no, wait, nothing made any sense in this movie. Like there was so many loose plot lines that lead nowhere or like random scenes that are trying to set something up that actually don't mean anything. And like visuals, that are just pretty and you think they're going to come in later, but they don't mean anything either. And you're just wondering like, why, why did I watch this movie? 
and like Chris Pine's character, Frank, I like Chris Pine as an actor in this movie. And I do actually think that this movie shows off to me that Chris Pine is a good actor. Yeah. But I think he's got a pretty, I think he gets like, it's so disappointing his part in this movie because it, it's a character that should be so interesting and should yeah. be the focal point of this movie. Not the main character, but like Who's the antagonist? This is, he's the antagonist. He's the he's Daniel Kaluuya's girlfriend's mom from Get Out. I mean, at least in terms of importance. Yeah. And yet he doesn't have anything to do in this movie. And at the end he gets explained and it's like, cool, you could have just had him in the movie more. Yeah. There's this hilarious scene where, well, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was hilarious for me where Chris Pine knows uh, Florence Pugh is like aware of everything and he goes to talk to her and he's like, you like, I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to really threaten me. You're my greatest challenge. And he's kind of, he's like, I can't wait to see what you do next. And then they, <laughs> They sit down at the opposite ends of the dinner table with their friends and family. And then I'm like, okay, there's, this is kind of interesting. She's going to like, she, she's kind of, she's shown to be smart in this. So she's going to play some like mind games or she's going to like manipulate people against him. And she's straight up like pointing at him. She's like, he's lying about everything. <laughs> he's a liar. He's a liar. And that's literally like basically all she says. And I'm just like, this is the great adversary you're talking about. <laughs> and like, that's the whole argument. And Chris Pine's just like, no, she's crazy. Like she's sick. And it's like, <laughs> they were doing that before. And then when he challenges her, they do the same exact thing over the table. And I'm like, Florence Pugh's so stupid. Like, why would you do that? It made no sense. And it and was so both- weird because they hyped it up too. And they're both such good actors that it's such a shame to re- to put them in a situation where the entire where the entire conversation boils down to he's lying and he responds with no you like <laughs> literally they can do so much more I've seen them both act they are very good yeah they they even had amazing chemistry too like that scene when he's when he first confronted her i was that was actually a great scene i thought it was really well directed mm-hmm. i thought they had both had great you know not chemistry like anti-chemistry i guess like they both they both felt you could feel the energy between them that they hated each other you know but it just none of it came out and um that whole like that whole you're my greatest enemy whatever it goes nowhere mm-hmm. um and his character doesn't really do anything for the rest of the movie. And it's like, why? Why did this come up? This is so stupid. And that's a lot of the characters in this movie are like given the illusion of having um, like a character progression or whatever. And all of it's always dropped. Um, like Nick Kroll's in this movie for some reason. I thought he would have a bigger role. He really does nothing. I don't know and why he chose Nick Kroll. It's a shame because like, I don't I don't know if he was any good in this movie. He wasn't in it. But like I saw Nick Kroll was in this and I'm like, oh, cool. I would like to see how Nick Kroll does in a big movie like this. Yeah. And he's barely in it. I don't yeah. even remember th- I do not remember his speaking lines. I know he had this. He's, he's I given do not remember very any. generic, like next door neighbor guy vibes, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I hate my wife, you know, or like, you know, 
going back to the old ball and chain or you know yeah. like, like the generic stuff like that. Um Olivia Wilde's in, also in this. She's supposed to also be Florence Pugh's friend in the movie. They had no chemistry. I mean, not surprising, but um I, I she was just like kind of a waste of space too. Uh what's her name? Uh the one from Eternals. Uh, Jimmy Chan. Jimmy Chan. I do not understand how she keeps getting roles. Her character was given nothing in this, but like Jimmy Chan has never, I've never seen her and been like, I really liked her in this movie. She's very, very, she, to me, she's a very, very blind actor. Um, I'd love to see her in some, I'm sure she's good in something else, but I've seen her in Eternals, Captain Marvel, uh, this movie. There was one more. Even something else I can't remember. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. Fantas- I I forgot she was in that honestly. <laughs> like I've never I I feel like oh crazy rich Asians. Was she in that? She was. Oh, she the marrying sister. the best friend, right? No, no, she was. Um, she was the main character's boyfriend. The main character's boyfriend, his sister, like the rich sister who's going through a divorce. Oh. Yeah, I, I I don't remember. I don't know why she keeps getting cast other than, like, you know, she's a pretty... She looks pretty, and I love her voice. She has a very beautiful accent. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I, I cannot... I don't know why she was in this either. It was ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, Harry, Harry Styles, like, again, he wasn't bad. I think he was just very, like, mediocre. And his character... He's not given anything either. His character arc is very straightforward. He doesn't have a character arc, sorry. He's just arguing with his wife the whole time. He's like, it's it's real. He's he's just Chris Pine's character, but he's married like to, to Alice. Florence Pugh. To yeah, Florence yeah, Pugh. to Alice. And he's having sex with her. Like <laughs> like the there was really no difference in both character motivations. Um he does have this there's this one scene where Chris Pine makes him dance on a stage, and it's the weirdest like one of the weirdest things I've seen in like movies, a movie this year where he's just doing this really stupid dance for like five minutes and it cuts between him and his wife crying or something like that. And he's just like, he's doing these like weird, they're not somersaults, but he's just twisting. He's jumping and twisting and he does the exact same move across the stage. And it's like Chris Pine's like, Oh my God, look like who, and it made no sense because he, he got a job promotion. But why is Chris Pine making him dance because he got a job promotion? Who dances like that when they get a job promotion in front of a crowd? <laughs> and, like, it wasn't a good dance. Why was everyone cheering? It felt really awkward. They were cheering because it was Harry Styles and they were at a Harry Styles <laughs> show, dude. If Harry Styles actually dances like that, I'm, I'm not interested in going to his concert. Um, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it, that was, there was some really weird stuff in here. It was honestly kind of funny though. Like some of these scenes I kind of want to watch again just because of how I literally could not believe what I was watching. There's, there's one scene near the end that's like very aesthetically pleasing. In context, it's hilarious unintentionally, but it's very aesthetically pleasing. There's a big car chase at the end and all the cars are different colors, <laughs> but like different pastel <laughs> colors. Yeah, it's a terrible car chase too. I don't, I don't know. The driver's <laughs> really stupid. Um, there's one other. I was trying to. I mean, there's, there's, I, there's so much stupid. Like, 
like there's random earthquakes for some reason that's never like like talked about Florence Pugh there's one scene for some reason she she, she sees like cr- plane crashing and like I don't know where this plane came from because like if you look at when you're given the context for the movie it really makes no sense for why that plane exists and she walks like I want to say it was like 5k or something in the desert and she's fine and she never thinks about it twice to find this plane and I was just like does she even find the plane no she does (laughs) yeah she gets she finds something else that's equally interesting but like we never see the plane again yeah it's so weird and then she's like yelling at the trolley driver too like there's a plane that crashed. Go drive out and get it. It's like, no, that's a terrible idea. Just call the cops. Like, call someone that would actually, like, be equipped to save someone in a plane. Not Don't get the trolley driver to drive out into the <laughs> desert. And she's looking at him like he's, like, like, like a terrible person or something. Like, I don't know. It's just there was so much weird stuff. And, like, yeah, not, none of it made sense. I, I guess that's all there really is to say. Like, I, I don't understand what I watched. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's I think it's really a shame because I think that Booksmart was like of I don't know, it's it was an incredible debut cuz like Booksmart was I don't I I watched Booksmart and it was great. I remember seeing that and it blew me away how awesome that was cuz I was it was a movie I was expecting to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. And then this movie I don't know where this movie came from because like Booksmart, you could tell, you could tell that that came from a real place. Like Olivia Wilde was like clearly passionate about that. And I don't know if she wrote Booksmart. I think she did. And like, but what, you know, if she wrote it and then her directing it, that came from a place of like, I mean, that came from a real place. And this movie is like a weird fanfic. That's not, that like I don't know why it's it's a weird fanfic mashup of fifty better movies. Yeah, basically, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate. I don't know where because I honestly think I don't think it was bad. Like the I I thought the I didn't my I thought the music was good. I thought the cinematography was beautiful. The sets were great. Like there was a lot about this movie that worked. You know, it's just. Like and I think she had potential in terms of like her directing. I want to just... say on a scene by scene basis, this is like pretty well directed. Yeah, like it's just like the full product does not come together. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's the script, you know. Like she picked a yeah. terrible script, unless like you know, I obviously you can make a lot of changes when you're directing. So I don't want to just blame the script, but um, there's a lot of great like Florence Pugh too. She was, I think, she was terrifically casted i mean it's hard florence Pugh's just on fire in every movie so Mm -hmm. um it's hard to be like all like good casting on florence Pugh. like she she was she was great Um, and like i don't think harry styles was necessarily miscast like i don't know that there was anyone in this movie that was definitely miscast i think there could have been someone who could have done harry styles role better than he did but like I think he could have done his role better than he did, given better material too. Like, yeah, I, I think maybe if you, because I don't like, I remember you talked uh, earlier in a different episode. Like, he's not, he can't act um, in certain scenarios, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, this I, I don't know if it was like maybe he needed more time or something, but he didn't really pull it off. But like I, I know like people were saying Shia was Shia LaBeouf was the original casting for this. I don't really think he would have been better, honestly. I think, I think he would have, but I think he would have been very different. Like he would not have been he would have brought a very different energy to that role than Harry Styles, which actually I think would have fit this movie a little bit better. Really? But Harry Styles well, because like the last movie I've seen Shia LaBeouf in that was anything like what I think he could have done in this movie is the movie Nymphomaniac, um, which is uh, a lot. That movie's a lot. But like in it, Shia LaBeouf gets to play basically an abusive boyfriend, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of, he did that in Pieces of a Woman a bit too. But mm-hmm. like, I think Shia LaBeouf can do abusive boyfriend but still make it endearing in a way by which i mean like (laughs) by by which i mean yeah like someone that you can see this is a bad relationship but you understand why that person but you can at least make reasons to understand why that person stays in it and like yeah i think i think he could have brought that energy to this which may have worked better but it would have um, been very different. That's fair. I, I personally didn't mind. Like, I I think it would have been better to have... Because I think Chris Pine handled, like, the threatening part more. I think we needed a more maybe innocent-looking, feeling boyfriend, you know? Like, well, mm-hmm. obviously someone that had chemistry with Florence Pugh. But, like, um, it would have been, like... It would have been nice to have someone where, like, maybe we were, like, really hoping... They they weren't they weren't actually evil, or like yeah. kept a second guessing. You know, I, I I feel like Shia LaBeouf would have been a little too like on the nose. Like I, I mean, obviously now with <laughs> the scandals surrounding him, I feel like it would have been very meta casting to yeah to, to fit that role. But then even before that, like I don't I don't know why I don't really see it. I would have expect I would have suspected him to be like in on it from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did anyways because the movie just. <laughs> played it like that but i think if he played someone more innocent or more fun um and as a better actor i think that when it that would have worked well um mm-hmm. to kind of balance out the chris pine and everyone else thing um and make them feel more connected even though i get that he's supposed to be an abusive boyfriend too so i guess it's a tough balance well i mean that's why i say like he would have brought a very different energy for what it's worth yeah. i think harry styles was cast well i just don't think i don't know um, I don't know. The script lets a lot of people down. Um, because I think like, I guess to sort of amend a statement I made earlier, I don't necessarily, I don't think, I think Harry Styles is like a very electric actor. Like he's an actor who can bring a lot to a role and make you like really, and like really draw your attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't necessarily know if that is if that translates to him being a good actor or not because I think that's a slightly separate quality and I've only seen him in two movies and neither of those movies were very good. But like I think that if he had more if he had more to do in this movie, if he had a better character than like like not a significantly different character, just a little bit more to do and a little bit better um parts where that he was in, then like 
I think he is cast well for this and could have done really, really good in this movie. He's yeah. just, no one in this movie is a presence except for Florence Pugh, which is great. She's great in this movie, but like no one else even has a role hardly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, she, she did, you know, if, if there was a movie to carry, she would have carried it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wasn't anything to carry. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. To summarize, what would you give this movie? Uh probably like a two. Uh maybe yeah. a three, actually. I don't know. It's it's pretty to watch. And it's like, you know, not horrible. It's not horrible to watch. Like it wasn't a struggle. It just like it felt like a waste of time. Yeah. I think I'd say mostly the same thing. I thought it was I don't know. I guess a struggle is hard, is harsh, but like, I didn't think it was, I thought it was just, I thought it was a huge waste of time. And like, yeah. by the end I was like, why did I go see that? Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would say like a soft three. It's, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, I guess, but it's a huge disappointment coming after Booksmart. Yeah. And I, I don't really see where her career goes from here. I think there was just too much, too much of a scandal here. Unless this movie makes like bucket loads of money. I don't even think she would get credit for that at this point. I mean, um, for, for what it's worth, I don't think her career is over. This is a very competently made movie. She will direct again. I hope that she directs something really good next time. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's over, but she definitely took a huge... It, it, she's, she's, she took a huge misstep. Um, and she needs to make something very good to get back on track because she she I think she she was on a very interesting trajectory where we could have seen her get like an amazing deal with the studio potentially, um, mm-hmm. but now I I feel like like if I was a studio I would not touch her. Um, could she get a movie? For a bit. Yeah, at least for a while. Like if she could she get a movie made probably. Um, it's gonna be tough though, and mm-hmm. she's definitely not gonna. It's going to take her a lot longer to achieve, to get back to the point where she was at the end of Booksmart, basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. All right, Pierre, what's the last word? Well, 